Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Primetime on Football Friday, 1080 The Fan. Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game played nowhere else on earth it is a rare game the men who play it make it so this is a football friday edition of primetime with isaac and suit brought to you by the alna sportsbook watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the alna sportsbook that's gonna make the difference between winning and losing on 1080 the fan yeah, it's a best of edition of a Football Friday primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. And uh, for this Football Friday, I wanted to include a Dan Lanning segment. Um, I thought the best one of the year was immediately following the UCLA win, um, when his stock could not have been higher, when the Ducks were flying high. Um, and it came right on the heels of those questions of whether he would or wouldn't go to Auburn. Now, we did have some technical difficulties with the coach at the end of this interview, but I actually thought um, there's some value in... Um, when that got cut off and what he did after that as well uh, that speaks to uh, the kind of coach and kind of guy he is. All right, welcome back. 4 o'clock with uh, Isaac and Souk. Oregon taking on Washington this weekend at Autzen. Big rivalry game. Here is the uh, coach for his weekly visit here on The Fan, uh, Dan Lanning. And i got to tell you, you are making us a better show, Dan. It's helping? Yes. Well, because... This is good? Well, no. First of all, your interviews are great. Yes. But I was going to tell you, you're so prompt every week because we're notoriously not on time, right? Because let's be efficient. you, what's that? Yeah, let's let's be efficient, <laughs> right? Let's let's figure out how to improve our efficiency. This is good. Well, yeah, and because you're so prompt, we are now on time yeah. every week because we know you're going to be there right at four, and now it is efficient because Ryan just completed his sports yeah. update. We're playing good, solid situational radio at this point, <laughs> and we and we didn't have to I'll make be you honest, wait, guys. You caught. Yeah, well, and, and the negative of that is uh, I just picked up some Halloween candy. So whenever you guys, like, went back, I, I assumed there was going to be a couple minutes there. So I was mid-Almond Joy. Ah, like, I, I was halfway through at Almond Joy right when you uh, right when you started talking. So I was I, I had to swallow that fast to be able to respond. Okay. Well, let's ask the but, question, though. I appreciate what, it. 
Was the almond joy? Was it just the only piece of candy, or did you seek out an almond joy? No, uh, yeah, I, I mean it was in the pile of candy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I seeked out. I'm, I'm an almond joy guy. The almond joy, it, I think it's the most controversial of the Halloween candy. Well, it's the coconut. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's coconut guy. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm a big fan. I mean, what I don't get enough of is mounds. Would I? W- I wish <laughs> the almond joy had dark chocolate. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. You know I mean? Like a mounds make with an almond joy. I mean, I think that would be a hit. <laughs> wow. Well, if this football thing doesn't work out, you know, you've got a yeah. you've yeah. got a career in the like the designer candy business. I like where this is going. That's right. <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, truth, you are playing the Washington fight song over and over this week, leaving your players like rabid animals with rabies going up to Seattle. There's some truth to that, yeah. <laughs> I love that. How do you stay creative with your message week after week? Like, that's new, right? You haven't done that yet this year, I would imagine? No, we haven't done that. No, um, I mean, I think it just takes a little bit of time and effort to think about things like that, right? Um yeah, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about how, how do we want to approach each week and what's our messaging for the week. Um, you know, you got to keep life interesting and recycled doesn't always work and just doing the same thing over and over again doesn't always work. And we want to say, you know, stay fresh in our approach and make sure we keep the things that we think are important at the forefront of our program. When you took this job, did did you kind of dig through? I mean, this this is obviously for a lot of Duck fans. This is their biggest rival, not Oregon State, not for me from out here. Did you take some time to kind of dig around and and just kind of know, to do some research on this? Uh, not necessarily this game in particular. I was, I mean, I was familiar with it. You know, I've always been familiar with it. But um, when I when I took the job, certainly did some some uh, you know studying the history and the research of of just in general the Oregon program. How did the idea of getting uh, Sewell a shot at a touchdown come about? Um, yeah, I give credit to our offensive staff being creative. We talked about it early on um, in the season and just looked for the opportunity for it to, you know, um, kind of create itself. And obviously we've done some stuff with some big personnel groups and uh, we, we buzz through explosive plays kind of every week as a staff. And I kind of joked around with, you know, Coach Dillingham about, you know, the triple option approach a little bit with Navy and Army and how that would be tough to defend. Um, and we thought he might be a good fit for that package if we decided to put, you know, some, all, some small pieces of that in there. Does that go along with just trying to kind of keep it fresh? Because you, you threw a touchdown pass to a tackle, a quarterback, and you had your All-American linebacker run one in in the same game. Yeah, when you can, um, when you can do some things that are really – you know, tough for a defense to defend, but don't don't require a, a ton of recall and, and refreshing for the offense. I think that's what can be really challenging for an opponent. This is uh, Oregon's Dan Lanning with us here on The Fan every Thursday at this time. Penix looks good, um, but I wonder, you know, you, you, you guys prepared for DTR earlier this year. He's more of a scrambler, Penix, pocket passer. Is it make it harder? It, like, I guess my question is, is Penix harder to prepare for or is it more of a scrambler type guy like uh dtr yeah they're two they're two really different players they're not they're not really the same player uh in my mind obviously dtr is definitely more definitely more involved in the run game um you know if you go back and look at you know him coming into our game he he really hadn't completed as many he was really accurate um he completed a lot of passes but those weren't really passes down the field the biggest difference in Penix is his, his ability to throw the ball down the field and connect. You know, they've connected on a lot of shots downfield. They're the number one passing team in the nation. So for, for a good reason, that's that's what he's been really elite at. 
So when you look at your guys this year, you know, it's 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 been kind of playing in space. How when you go back and do your deep dive, it it feels like that that's been more of the problem is the underneath stuff than maybe necessarily getting beat over the top. Is that fair? Yeah, there's been moments where we've we've certainly been beaten both, but um yeah, you know, early on in the season for sure and and certainly through moments of the season, uh our ability to attack one space, get guys down is something we've worked really hard to improve and certainly an area that um, we got to be better. I don't know how many – there's been some shots downfield, but I wouldn't say that's where yeah. people are making their hay right now against us. It's probably been a little bit more in space. How much live tackling and stuff can you do during the season to work on something like that? Well, we do a lot of what we call thud tackling. You know, it's where you, you uh, thud to contact, but you're able to still try to keep the opponent up, the the, um, the runner up. But it, it you create that contact from, you know, putting chest on chest and body on body and get the tight wrap but don't necessarily go to the ground. Uh, I think that's where a lot of injuries will occur when you tackle all the way to the ground. Um, but we do a, we do a lot of stud tackling in practice. Um, try to recreate that a lot in practice. How much do you allow yourself to get caught up in the college football playoff rankings? Uh, I don't know if you believe me or not, but I don't really pay attention to it. I mean, at the end of the day, win. That's the recipe, right? Win. And, and then the decisions you don't make, you worry about the things you can control red light, green light, like what can I control? I'm going to focus on all the things I can control. If we win, the rest takes care of itself. And if, if it doesn't work out, then at the end of the day, it wasn't our decision anyway, right? So worry about what you can control and focus on those moments when, when uh, and maximize our ability to be the best team we can possibly be. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, Not I'm just, fair. I'm just kidding. So three – okay, so I don't want to ask you about the Auburn thing. Who cares? But I do – you know, it's interesting. We are uh, fans are conditioned to not believe coaches. Interestingly enough, you said I don't know if you believe me or not because so many coaches have said one thing and then and done another. Three of the last four coaches here have have left for a prettier girl. So you can imagine there is a little PTSD for fans. But I get the sense for you, and we've gotten to know you a little bit here over these last uh, few months. This move to Oregon maybe wasn't just a, as much a football only move for you. How big was your family and what they wanted in in deciding to take this job? And how do they feel about the Northwest so far? Yeah, they love it here. We love it here. Um, and, you know, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way, but I'll just say, you know, actions speak louder than words. So we're just, you know, but that ultimately this place was a fit, not just for me from a standpoint of as a football coach, this was a fit for my family. And um, I don't mind saying it like I'm not a I'm not a fit for the big city and the traffic and there's a lot of pieces that that, that don't make a lot of sense for me this everything about uh, the University of Oregon and our ability to win here our ability to retain coaches and elite uh, you know go recruit elite players all those things every box gets checked here for me and I was looking for a place not only where I can raise my family but also have success on the football field and all those things kind of add up here yeah it, you know, it's funny. Coach, some coaches are just all about climbing the ladder, but I don't. I don't get that sense with you. I mean, you've already brought up. You know, you're you've had one kid who's lived in eight states. You know, you know, you've talked to us about the perspective you have from your wife's cancer diagnosis. I would imagine that changes a guy. Like it, it makes you maybe take your eye off of. Oh, I got to get to the next big um, job, and you know, appreciate what you have in a good place like Eugene. Yeah, and I'll, I guess. I want up you and say like, I, this is the top of the ladder, man. This is Oregon. This is like a, this is an elite program. You know, yeah, I got to wake up and pinch myself. Like, I don't, I don't know that there is better than here. Right. And uh, I appreciate that and think about that every single day, but yeah, I'm not, 
I'm not chasing opportunities anymore. I've, I've, I've got the opportunity I want. Well, and you've seen kind of top of the mountain and, you know, you've mentioned that Oregon has everything you need to succeed here and you, you know, from facilities to recruiting to the ability to, to obtain coaches. Can you ballpark just how many of those jobs you think there are in America that you really actually have enough to win national championships? Cause I, I don't think it's as many as people think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even even more so now with the landscape of college football changing with name, image, likeness, and all mm-hmm. those pieces. I, I agree with you. I don't think there's that many. Um, I, I couldn't give you a guess. I don't know. You know, there there might be ten to fifteen programs that are going to be in that category. Maybe I don't. I don't. I don't even know if it's that high. Um, but Oregon's certainly in that in that category. Yeah, I always feel like it, at times. I, I sometimes I feel bad for coaches that take good jobs, but the expectations at some of those jobs, especially if you've had success in the past, I just think some of those things can be, they're, they're almost death traps the moment you take that job and people expect you in two years to be beating Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough profession. I think every coach knows what they signed up for, but it's also super rewarding. So uh, don't feel too sorry for them. <laughs> and we have breaking news now. Our listeners, the, the spy network at the, at the fan here is everywhere. And we are being told at Costco, there is a dark chocolate candy that is very, very similar to a dark chocolate mounds. Uh, but it has a nut in it as well, like an almond joy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? I don't know. He he said. I'll read his exact text. It says Costco has a dark chocolate coconut type thing <laughs> that's kind of like a dark chocolate mound. Mm. So maybe the, we can't confirm there's a nut in it. So I got to just go do some research, I guess, when I have some spare time between the, the Husky game this weekend and yeah. uh, next opponent. Maybe I can swing by Costco and yeah. see what they got. You got time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yes. I'm sure yeah. you, you, got, you got a lot of downtime. Here's a fine. question. I got a question for you. What's the best sandwich? Dan Lanning needs a sandwich. Mm-hmm. What's he getting? All right. Well, this is like saying I can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Or does yeah, it have to be exactly. here? No, no. no anywhere. Because, okay, so I don't know if you've ever been to Pittsburgh. There's two. That my, I have two sandwiches. All right. Per, Pittsburgh has this spot called Permani Brothers when I w- was a GA at Pitt, and they actually put fries and coleslaw and everything on uh, the sandwich. It's unbelievable. Phenomenal. But my favorite sandwich of all time would be Arthur Bryant's in, in Kansas City, Missouri. It's a barbecue spot. Yeah. Um, Arthur Bryant's. Uh, and it's a combo sausage ham, yeah. It's it's special. It's different. They throw it on some Wonder Bread, a little bit of Arthur Bryan sauce. It's it's the best. I love that you had those ready to go. That was like dual holster from the hip. That's a sandwich man. Yes. Well, I mean, I like food. Yeah. Like food. <laughs> you, you spend time thinking about like these critical questions. You never know when they'll come up. You want to be ready when when that's that right. Comes. Yeah, you got to have that holstered. Yeah. Now I got to follow up on the Calm app. Um, you you mentioned last week that you used yeah. the the Calm app. I I didn't follow up at the time, but I, I it bothered me this week thinking about that. What settings do you use? Well, I don't have like particular setting. I'll I'll kind of uh, you know flip through and figure out what fits the mood and the time. Like I like the soundscapes at mm-hmm. night. You know, sometimes I'll listen to the soundscapes, but I'm not gonna lie. Every once in a while, I'll let Matthew McConaughey tell me a story at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things on there you can use. They, you know, they have meditations. They have, uh, you know, the daily. Oh, oh, snipered. We lose him. It says he's still there, but I think we got a. He hit a cell block, maybe. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. Well, we're we're up against it anyway. Well, we were. So, in the, yeah, that was. Look, we were into some good content, though. and he's not wrong in that Matthew McConaughey can tell you a lullaby. I mean, is that, that right? Oh yeah, on on the call map. Yeah, so you can get. 
Matthew McConaughey to read you a lullaby. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's like yeah, he'll be like reading a, a story or whatever, and it's uh, it's that's soothing. It's great. His voice is is like uh, human Nyquil. Okay, so Buck said, he, "Yeah, he's not there anymore. We we got cut off, but he's you know we're 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 at the end anyway. So if he calls back, Buck, tell him uh, he's great. Thank you, and thanks for the time. Uh, good, yeah, another good one today with Dan Lanning. Yeah, very open. See, I told you he's mm. he's not a shyster like some of these uh, other coaches seem just, to be. I just love he's, that he's he takes, honest. I love that he takes his sandwich game that seriously. He's honest. I mean, anyone that puts that much thought into the sandwich game, yeah." You know he's a he's a true American. Yes. And that Arthur Bryant sandwich, I've not been to Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. the Arthur Bryant sandwich he's talking about is legit. Yeah. Arthur Bryant's is killer. Yeah. Well, everyone should have a favorite sandwich from a national standpoint and then uh, from a local, right? Because there is a difference. Like you said, do you have to get it here locally or can you go somewhere else? And I feel like you should have one of those ready at all times because like the, the basis of any good lunch is is a sandwich. Yeah. And we can all relate. Well, as men, yeah, we can. We can all relate to that as men. We it's uh, sandwich. Oh no. Well, yeah. well I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you um, <laughs> get him back on. Yeah, we can just exchange pleasantries and move on. Yeah, I'm sure he's got to go for another. Yeah, interview. he's got to go. Oh, is it? Hello, Dan. Dan Lanning. Buck, how about this? <laughs> we let the man move on. <laughs> we lose him again with his day. <laughs> he's got a big game Saturday. And I know he's got another call after us. So well, and he's probably got to go to Costco to check out yeah. potential dark chocolate mounds. It's called the uh, somebody said same guy. Um, it's called an unreal, not almond, and it's branded as healthier. Mm. And that isn't the dark chocolate supposed to be healthier. Dark chocolate, dark dark chocolate is indeed healthier yeah. than milk chocolate. So that's probably why they branded that. Yeah. Way. Um, well, okay. Dan Lanning, Oregon's coach, joins us at four o'clock for some. Uh, for some whimsical football discussion yeah. every Thursday, so make sure you tune in. Sandwich, call map, I mean, this is what we do. Yeah. I, I can't, look, the, the Almond Joy thing, that is controversy. It is. Well, it, it is if you don't like Almond Joys. It's not if you do, because I love Almond Joy. I'm a coconut guy, love yeah. coconut. Almond Joys are great, and I don't understand the people that, that don't like But this is like why I say joys. it's the most polarizing Halloween candy. But I get it. Half the people are just are not coke. I can totally see how you cannot be a coconut person. Because I think that's what it is, yeah. right? If you, yes, and the, the texture of the it coconut. throws people off. Yeah. But if you gave a bowl of Halloween candy and we threw it all in the middle, and we just put it in the middle of any office setting, the candy that will be left last, I'm not saying that people won't enjoy it, but the candy that will be last, it will be the last one on the island, will be the Almond Joy. It will be. Yeah. Maybe way, a York peppermint patty, perhaps, will be swimming around in there with it. But they're just... Uh... Did we break news there, by the way? What? Did he say, it was his exact quote, I'm done shopping, or, or what did he say? I, um, I, I played it back on our logger, and he said, I'm not chasing opportunities anymore. I've got the opportunity I want. Yeah. How about that? Right there. You, you buy that? <laughs> I do enjoy that he said, you can believe me or not. He's like, I, you're not going to believe me, but... <laughs> All right, good stuff. Um, Dan Lanning, Thursdays at 4. Up next... Oh, I have a follow-up on why the Seahawks have uh, so many fans in Germany. Oh, okay. Again, our listeners coming through yet again. Somebody text in uh, this man's name, and sure enough, it's true. So I'll tell you that next, okay? Let's do it. It's uh, 417. Oh, one other tease, real quick. This will be corkscrewed in next because we have a very busy 5 o'clock hour. Did you see the bizarre Mario Cristobal quote that's floating around? Mm, I don't know. 
Depends on what maybe you didn't. The quote was. Well, I'm going to give it to you. By the way, coach just called back again, again. to apologize oh. for for dropping the call. He just wanted to say sorry. That was all. No, all good. Was he driving or something, or what was going on there? I don't know. He just felt bad that he left us hanging, and he's a gentleman, so he uh, he said yeah. sorry. He is a gentleman. I love Dan Landon. I, I think you have a full-on man crush. What a dude. I love him. Yeah. I love him. And I think some of it is the Midwest thing. Yeah, the Midwest like, I sensibilities. Get him. Yeah, but do he's you, great. Do you want to give him a hug? Because I kind of feel like you do. I kind of want to fist bump him and then like go bump. go drink with him. <laughs> I want to buy him a beer. That's that. Yeah, you, yeah. You took the words out. He's of like that. a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah. We've I, learned. I, He's I, also like my age. I know that part is isn't is that weird. wild that you're like what ten years? I'm eleven years <laughs> older than that dude. You old bastard. He could call me dad. <laughs> That's awkward. Oh, that is awkward. Uh, yeah, dad. Should we go to break? It's worse if he called you daddy. Yeah, we probably <laughs> should go to break, daddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is now four eighteen on the fan. Well, it's actually 422 on the fan as we're listening to a best of edition. Uh, love that interview with Dan Lanning. He called back not once but twice to try to get back on the air with us while we were um, experiencing technical difficulties. So uh, he's a solid one. The Ducks have a good one. And uh, we we'll look forward to talking to him once again next week when he's back in the town in town from recruiting. Uh, coming up next, Russell Wilson, high knees. What more do I need to say? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to this Best Up edition of Primetime with Isaac and Suka. Quick note, I am going to be updating some of the 
rotating uh, bump back music like you hear right now, this Jane's Addiction. Um, if you got suggestions, stuff you want to hear coming back from break, we've got about 100 slots total, uh, so send me yours. Happy to work some of them in. Um, but as we continue on with this best of edition of Prime Time, uh, go to the time in which the Broncos were headed to London and Russell Wilson needed to stretch on the plane. All right, the Eagles make a trade today. It's a good one. Um, we'll get to the trade deadline stuff coming up. But we start with uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> He can't help himself. He really can't. He has no self-awareness whatsoever. So the report is that Nathaniel Hackett's job is on the line this weekend. Yeah. The Broncos are over in London. They will be playing the Jags, London's team, the Jags, uh, early Saturday morning. And if they do not win that game, the report is that Hackett may get fired. The only time that this has ever worked out in the history of the NFL where you say a guy is coaching for his life and it, 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 he survives is Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin did it twice, where at the end of the season, they were like, hey, Tom, you either you know win a couple of these games or you're done. And both of those years, he pulled it out of the fire, and the next year, they won a Super Bowl. It's the only time this has worked out. So I just find it so ridiculous. Like, if you, so you're telling me if you go to London and you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are what, two and four, two and five, whatever their record is? What are they? I think they're two, are they and, two and four. I think they're two and four. So, well, that's what Denver is, right? Yeah, I think they're they're both two and four. So you're telling me that that's the litmus test. If you beat Jacksonville, then Nathaniel Hackett's oh, fine. Broncos are two and five. They're two and five, and so is oh, Jack- they're both. Ja- yeah, they're both two, two, and, two and, five. and five. Yeah, played seven. Damn. So you're telling me that this is the litmus test, right? You beat another two and five team, and then Nathaniel's Hackett is safe for what? Another two weeks until you like he either is or isn't the guy. So this the like oh this is the game where you fire it's the dumbest thing in football he's not the guy we all know he's not the guy and so you're just waiting for what like a, a an embarrassing performance have you not seen the previous seven games like I just I hate this your coaching for your job thing just put the guy out of his misery take him out back shoot his career in the head let him go back to being an offensive coordinator somewhere and go hire Sean Payton it's what you want to do yeah, if they can get Sean Payton, I don't know why they haven't done that already. I don't know. Um, it's the dumbest, unless Sean Payton doesn't want the job and he feels well, like... Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. You have to know if you can get him. If you if you can, if you have talked to him and he will take that job, yes. mi- even mid-season, dude, yeah. do it yesterday. I, I told you, uh, three weeks ago I said this. Call Sean Payton's agent and say, how much money do you want? How about $11 million a year? And yeah, that's Belichick-type money. And then you ask him, would you like us to fire Nathaniel Hackett now? Three weeks from now, end of the season. Where would you like to be the one to fire him? Because we'll show up on the tarmac like with you with a big shiny bow wrapped around you, and you can fire him, like do a Donald Trump where we call him into an office, and you'd be like, you're fired. Whatever you want. Hackett's not the guy. Get rid of him. And then yeah. we've got Russell Wilson telling reporters that he's doing high knees on a GD airplane. Yeah. Come on, Russ. So Russ, um, you know, he is ready to go. They're saying he's going to play in that game. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the Broncos yeah. will score 12 points. Yeah, he had a Latin. A, in 12, really? Instead of 10. I was thinking more like Oh, 11. I think he's an upgrade. <laughs> Not really. That guy ripping. <laughs> they scored nine in that game? Uh, yeah, 16 to nine. 16 to so nine. So they I, were going to score 10 this week, but now with Wilson, they'll probably drop 12 on them. Bump it up. But yeah, Russell told everybody, or the, like the reporters, that he, it's an eight-hour flight. He yeah. said that he stretched for four, which... <laughs> What? What? No, no, you didn't. Who stretches for four hours? Not him, but whatever. But the worst part is he said he's out there doing, while other people are sleeping, he's doing high (laughs) knees up and down the aisle. Yeah. Oh, my God. If that's true, 
Do you think that's true? It wouldn't surprise me. And let me just say for the record, he is the most insufferable football <laughs> player on the planet. And look, I get it. Like, you got to go over there and you got to keep the blood flowing. You don't want swelling involved. And some guys wear compression socks. And I get up and walking around the plane instead of sitting for eight hours. But really, you're doing high knees. Like, like, uh, let, me, let me guess. You filmed that for a, a TikTok that you're going to put out. I, I was a Russell Wilson guy, and I just can't anymore. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah, and boy, neither can his teammates. You, know, you can see the look on their on their face dude. every time he does one of these things. I promise you that there was a receiver that watched him high knee by and just turned to his seatmate and was like, oh, my God, this bleepity bleep. I just feel like it's gotten so much worse with him. And I know he was like that. He's always been like this in Seattle, but... Why has it gotten so much worse? Isn't, he, it, isn't it winning? I mean, it, it's all tolerable, and people I don't guess. care about it and talk about I, it if I, you're winning it. I right? honestly think it's one of those where... Or all eyes are on him now because he got traded. I, I think it's more along the lines of he didn't come from much, right? He was he was a player at NC State, didn't get a lot of respect, goes to Wisconsin, <laughs> puts up big numbers, Rose Bowl, lose to Oregon, but still disrespected, third-round pick, goes to Seattle, has a lot of success, but it's because the defense and the run game... And I think he has desperately wanted to – we know he wants to be a star. We know he wants to have the polished image, right? He gets the celebrity you know, wife who might be the hottest person on the planet. And he, he desperately wants to create this image of what he believes is a superstar product. He, I, I honestly think in his head he doesn't even truly realize what he's doing. I think he just has a team of yes-men around him. And he wants to have this nice, shiny, perfect image of this spokesman, pitchman, quarterback, Hall of Fame, celebrity sort of guy. You've heard this time and time again that he wanted to be in a bigger market, that he wants to be on a national platform, that he wants to win an MVP. And I think he's just become an inauthentic douche that early on, I think it was just about grinding to to have success. And then once he reached a certain level, he wanted the stardom that came along with it. And I don't think he has any idea how to be authentic. I honestly don't. I said this about Alex Rodriguez, who was a phenomenal baseball player. I don't think they really even know who they are at the core of themselves. Because when you've played a role for so long, I think you get lost in it. Good questions coming in on the text line here. Uh, What would be worse, Russ actually stretching for four hours in the high knees or him lying about it? Good question. My guess is it's probably a bit of both. He didn't stretch for four hours, um, but I'm sure he was doing annoying things on the plane like that. But four hours? Come on, Russ. Would you rather be on a plane with Russell Wilson doing high knees or Antonio Brown? <laughs> what? I'll take Russ. I, so I want, right. that, that, that's pretty easy. I want no, I part, want of no part of Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. No. He, that dude is a nightmare. Yeah. I will say, though, having been on NFL uh, plane rides, like we played in Japan once when I was with the Bucks. doing high knees on the plane is the least offensive thing that's probably going on on that airplane. They... Uh, they're chartered flights, and let's just say that the normal rules of airplane society do not apply to the uh, the NFL players. Here's a question for you. Yeah. So I was looking at the NFL Super Bowl winner futures, mm-hmm. perusing, and these two teams have about the same odds. Okay? The Jags and the, and the... No, the the Seahawks oh. and the Broncos. Ah. So the Broncos are about plus 8,000. Seahawks are still sitting there at plus 10,000. Mm-hmm. Who's the better bet? Because you could, because the Broncos are a nightmare. Yeah. They're a mess. Yeah. But they could get Russell Wilson healthy and Sean Payton. Yeah. 
And then the Seahawks, you look at them and go, well, they're pretty good, but... And they got some draft capital. So and, it's like the, it's like two opposite teams, it, it, but roughly the same odds. Yeah, and it's not this year, right? You're just saying... It, no, it's this year. Oh, this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, this season. Plus 10,000 and plus 8,000. I, I, I would go on, on Denver. I mean, I neither team, but... And I know Seattle right now is the better team, but I think there's a real cap on what Seattle can be. It's a great story, but they're like the, the Giants. The Broncos' defense, I'll look this up. There's, with the exception of, I think it was the Raiders. It's game. number one. And yeah. that, that's the other thing about those two teams. It's, it's so funny. Denver is top five defensively. Yeah. Last offensively. Yeah. And Seattle is flip. top five offensively. Last defensively. Yeah, they lost to the Raiders 32 23. And I'd have to look up and see if there were short fields or turnovers. I don't remember that one. But they lost uh, to the Seahawks and gave up 17 points. They beat the Texans and gave up nine. They beat the Niners and gave up 10. They lost to the Colts and gave up 12. They lost to the Chargers and gave up 19. And they lost to the Jets and gave up 16. Oh, my God. Like, if, if you're a Broncos defensive player, you want to stab someone in the neck with a pair of rusty scissors. I mean, your defense is lights out. And you're losing. So, again, take the Raider game out of it. Your four losses... You are giving up an average of what? Looks like about 16, 16 points. I mean, that's embarrassing. But if Russell Wilson gets his high knees going and somehow he gets healthy and Nathaniel Hackett decides not to be a boob and their offense can get to the point where they're scoring 25, there's some middle-of-the-road offense, I think you can – I feel like that's a, 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 a easier get than to say Seattle's defense all of a sudden becomes – you know, okay. good enough to, to, to win. Hashtag let Russ stretch. <laughs> but if you're taking futures over the next three or four years, Seattle all day long. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I, I think Seattle with their draft capital and some of the young players they got, and you might have an unbelievable bridge quarterback right now in Geno Smith, and, and the fact that Pete Carroll and John Schneider have shown a tremendous ability at times to draft you know, well, and I know they went through a weird stretch there where they couldn't draft O-linemen, but you look over the last couple of years, they've, they've hit on some drafts, and then this year they hit home runs, and there's more draft capital coming from Russ. I kind of dig, if you're giving me the next four years, I'll take Seattle's futures over Denver's right now because you're attached to, to Russ, and I'm not certain that that's a good attachment right now. One other theory from one of our texters, and then we'll move on, but uh, he did Russell Wilson. He got the ring. Mm-hmm. He got the money. Yep. And he got the hot wife. Perhaps he sold his soul to the devil. And now it's And now look, it's the now, devil he is the devil. The devil is controlling all of this <laughs> because he gave Russell everything he wanted. Is that the needful things, right? Yeah. Where he gives you what you want, but there's a but, horrible yes, downside to it. The exchange is <laughs> he now runs you. There was a you know, they were doing I saw in like an advanced analytics thing. Um and and they weren't certain if this is a like a, a mental thing is inability to read, or if it's there is a physical ailment, Russell Wilson cannot throw the ball to the right side of the field. Like they were doing a they were doing a breakdown. When he throws to the middle to the left of the field, his numbers are about what they've been his whole career. But middle of the field to the right, it's ridiculous. Like it falls off the map. And they couldn't quite like there's like theories on you know, it, is he having an issue with turning his body again? Is there an injury or is he not seeing the field that way as he goes through progressions? But it was just an interesting little nugget. Some people were trying to explain why Russell Wilson has been that bad. And right now, 
you hear a lot with like quarterbacks that aren't great throwers of the ball or, or great athletes but don't see the field very well and they only can make like Justin Fields right now gets this where you say he can only make simple reads one half of the field and they're basically saying at this point that that is Russell Wilson he can only play one side of the field and teams are picking up on it and they're just loading up on one side and daring Russ to do anything to 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 the right and he can't do it right now Niners fans will tell you Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw outside the numbers so yeah. defenses load up over the middle and yeah. know that he loves the slants the posts and that's about all he can do yeah and so this whether this is like a, a long-term weakness or it's a, it's a glitch in the matrix NFL teams pick up this crap I don't think you heard him though High knees, dude. On the plane for four hours. So now all of a sudden he'll be fine. Watch I just him like now. the concept. He's... There's a Zoolander thing going on. Like he's not an ambi turner. He can't <laughs> go to that side of the field. He can't turn right. He can only he can only throw left. But uh, seriously, if if you if the Garoppolo thing is a great point, Buck. If if you as an NFL defense look at the numbers and be like, dude, this guy cannot throw to the outside. And you're right. Look, we are going to make him. This is why guys sometimes in the league have some success. And then all of a sudden we're like, what happened to him? Well, we figured out your fastball. Now let's see if you have a curve. And if you don't have one, you will struggle. And right now, rust to one side of the field is an abomination, and teams know it. So something to keep an eye on if you if you are watching the Broncos. Just watch the difference between left and right and how defenses play them. All right, the NFL trade deadline is coming up on November 1st. The Eagles got a little better today. The deadline becoming a thing. We'll get to it next on The Fan. It's the best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Coming up next in the news featuring cats and alligators. You heard me right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, it's the best of edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. And uh, like we do it every day at this time, it's uh, it's time for a little thing we like to do. Well, I'm not going to fire up the music because Isaac isn't here to do the date and all that. But I will tell you that it is time for In the News. And uh, we have a couple segments here for you, a couple of my favorites. Um, this one uh, begins with uh, some alligators on the loose. Pierce County Animal Control. Pierce County up in uh, Washington. Yeah. A lot of Washington news. Yes. They wrangled a six foot seven alligator 
That's a big alligator. And placed it into an animal control truck. Can I ask how uh, well, a seven-foot gator was roaming around uh, Pierce County, Washington? Animal Control had a prior complaint about a resident on a property in Lake Bay possessing an alligator. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that. So then they go to investigate the property, and the alligator was not there. So they visit the property, and they saw the gator a second time when they when they went back. Mm-hmm. And it was in a small tub inside of a shipping container. He was hiding the gator. Huh. Well, I mean... If someone's coming for your gator, I'm assuming that you, you know, now do you, you got to keep that away from the uh, the authorities. Do you care to guess what else was in the container with the gator? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. If it involves a guy named Jethro, I'm going to say meth and possibly a dead body. I, like something for the gator mm. to eat? Is there like a mm. like a chicken or close. Like a big piece of fish? You're close. You're very close. A fish switch from McDonald's. I don't know. Also in the container was a very sick baby cow and a mattress for the 32-year-old owner to sleep in the container with the animals. Okay. So we're, we're dealing with a man, an old dirty mattress that he probably got from behind a 7-Eleven or under an overpass, a sick baby cow, and a 7-foot alligator. Six foot seven. Well, okay, I was rounding up. It was six and a half. I, there's like a, that's a joke. All right. <laughs> a man, a gator, and a baby cow walk into a bar and lay down on an old dirty mattress. Like, what are you? Is this real? What's happening on the mattress? It's real. Uh, do I want to know what's? Probably not. Is the baby cow to be fed to the gator? I or was. Is, is I would the, imagine that's or right. Or is he just like? Is he like the cow? And so then they they go back to the next day with a warrant to seize the animal and they want to check on the calf. Because it's illegal to possess alligators in the state of Washington. Yeah. Um, and they also say this gator was not in a great environment. And so the calf and the owner were gone. But the alligator was still there. So they took the alligator. They got him out of his tub. They held him down. They taped his mouth. Yeah. They measured him because, you, you know, you got to measure him. Yeah. And then they can be, there's video of them moving it over to, uh, you know, put in the animal control vehicle. They just, I'm assuming, does that gator just get... You know, kind of. No, they no. ship it somewhere. No, or? he went to the Tacoma Humane Society, oh. where they and he is up for adoption. <laughs> I was say, so they send him to the Humane Society where they're going to euthanize him. No, he's going to go to a wildlife rehabilitation sanctuary. Is he really, or is this like when you were a kid and you were on vacation and your mom said that your dog went <laughs> upstate? We released him to a farm. I want proof of that gator. I want to. I want to know that that gator's still alive. That or Jethro's got some new <laughs> gator skin boots that he's rocking. Uh, the gator was in good health and will now spend its time in a large habitat rather than a tiny storage container, <laughs> sleeping with a man and a sick baby, sick cow. My God. Well, I'm guessing. What is going on in I your state? I don't know. Jesus, man. Well, there's another one. Did you see where uh, apparently uh, a former Vancouver neighborhood watch uh, captain, he just got 26 years for child porn. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Apparently the man. the neighbor. It's always the neighborhood watch guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's one of those that it's you got to be careful of that. Apparently, oh, the neighborhood your kids. The neighborhood watch captain was watching something entirely different than what he was supposed to. Believe me, I'm watching them very. Close. It begs the question: Who watches the watch? Right, you, right. Have you seen that show on Netflix, The Watchers? 
You know, I almost started that the other night. I is did? that good? Well, I'm only one episode in, but it's pretty freaky. Is it? Yeah, and I, that's I, the one where they buy the house, uh-huh. and, and the neighbors are all. And it's based on a true story. So then I had to go and read oh, about the true story, okay. and I thought it was going to be really embellished. It's dude, not, dude. The real story is scary. Is so it's this ritzy neighborhood in like upstate New York or something? Jersey, Jersey, and it happened like uh, I think it was in the '90s. Yeah. In the late 90s, early 2000s. And these people go by the house, buy a big, really nice house. Yeah. Like, really nice. Yes. But then are well terrorized let- by the neighbors? Well, we don't know. The letters just start arriving in the mail. And there's some of the, I'll, like, maybe we'll, like, in the club, I'll read it. Because they've got the letters. Like, mm-hmm. they, they they're were, real. They're real. And this went on for a couple years. And the letters are terrifying. And they never found out. Really? They never found out who it was. Yeah, I saw that. You know how you do sometimes you scroll through and you're like, what yeah. should I watch? Yeah, that's what I was doing. That one caught my eye. Yeah. I didn't start it yet, though. So I, I'm only one episode in, but it was uh, it was, it was worthwhile. It was a little freaky. I like that guy. What's that guy's name, the main dude? I don't know, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. I like that guy, too. Uh, Bobby Cannavale is his Yeah, name. he's, he's like, great. He's like a character actor in a ton yeah. of stuff. He's he was great. awesome in Boardwalk Empire as Jip yes. Rossetti. Yes. All right. Well, that's enough for that segment. <laughs> um... Portland has a new Ritz-Carlton coming. I won't be staying there. Yet another thing we can all not afford. <laughs> I stayed at one Ritz-Carlton. Actually, a couple of them. That was when we were at the Buccaneers, for whatever reason, we stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. I'll have that for you next. It is 4.50 on the fan. No, it's almost 4.50 on the fan. 4.51. We're getting pretty close to syncing up the times here. Um, more in the news coming up next will not be the Ritz-Carlton. However, it will be about the Cat Cafe. That's next on 1080 The Fan. I knew that I would Welcome back to a best-of edition of Primetime with Isaac Kinsuk. Keeping things rolling in the news. I could tell you about the closing of Purrington's Cat Cafe, but why not let Isaac Kinsuk do that? Marie Glusenkamp? Sure, let's go with that. Perez. That's her name. She is a Skamania County resident, and she owns an auto shop. You know, she's an everyman, except she's a gal. She is an every lesbian. She wears cargo pants and has a hard hat. And, Although you know. I don't know if she's, I don't know. She may be married. I don't know. Did you see this was a big, this was a big midterm for the yes. gays. Yes. The gays everywhere are yeah. winning. Record numbers, including our, our governor, our new governor. Yes. Even though we had a second lesbian governor in the U.S. Except Kate Brown, she, she was a bisexual. Right. Not, so that she doesn't, wasn't, yeah. that, that's a no counties. Well, yeah, that's not the same thing. Isn't it? She does dudes. Yeah. She was Tina married. doesn't. She was married to a guy. Yeah. But had, a la- but had a lady. Correct. Okay. That's why it's LGB, the you know, T, yeah, and then yeah. all the. All right. So this woman beat your boy, Joe Kent. <laughs> the greatness that is Joe Kent. The Trump endorsed opponent. Uh, she has claimed victory, a narrow victory. Um, so she will be. She, so she flips the seat in Southwest Washington. Yeah, and uh, Joe Kent seemed. That's crazy because yeah. Joe Kent seemed like such a rational and yeah. well thought out guy. Okay. Well, he's not going to win because she's like, I won this. <laughs> Although it doesn't say here that he's conceded yet. He probably won't. He kind of looks like Jeff Saturday, and he says Patriot a lot. So yeah, keyword buzzword. It's all about buzzword. Yeah, whenever you hear like America first or Patriot or whatever, I'm always a little like you know I'm not too judgy, but there's always a little bit of me. It's like oh boy, like eh, what are we? And that's a shame because those should be good words. When one side has a monopoly on those words, you're like hold on, hold on, we can all be patriots here, right? 
No, you can't. Perez, Only us are the Patriots. That's right. Perez not married. My source is telling me, uh, or I mean, not lesbian. Married with kids. Oh, well, there Perez. you go. So, Look at you making. We cannot put her in the... unfair judgment simply because unfair? she owned an auto body shop. I think she should be flattered by that. How dare you? Insinuating that that would be a bad thing. It's terrible of you. <laughs> Um, what else? Well, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I do, but I just, we're running out of time. It's a Monday. It's very busy. Look at us breaking on time. Yeah. yeah who are you? I don't know. Uh, what is happening All right, here? fine. Some imposter. Fine. Fine. The Cat Cafe has closed again. <laughs> again? I had to get that news in. Slip that in? Portland's Cat Cafe has closed again. Oh, man. So it now only has seven lives remaining. I see what you It was called Purrington's. And I'm not kidding. It's the cat lounge. Is it really called Burrington's? Yeah. Burrington's Cat Lounge. So you just bring your cats in there and... Yeah. That seems sanitary. Oh, come on. Dogs are in bars all the time. I don't think dogs are actively climbing on all the services. Just saying. Yeah, like, who cares? Dogs feel like you have them on a leash. They're down on the floor. You put some water. You know, you're fine. I feel like cats are, are mobile. They're, just, they're moving around. They're moving around doing stuff. I got no problem with my animals all over the place. I, I, I'm not one of those guys who gripes about that. I don't care. Let them, let them cat away. Whatever cats do, let them do it. Do you, do you go to the cat cafe? I've never been to Purrington's, and no. I can't now because it's closed. Mm. I was on my list, you know, as you well know. Yeah. A special evening out Big at... cat guy. I got a real good idea of who's hanging out at the uh, Purrington's, but maybe that's being judgmental of me. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, Portland's only cat cafe opened in 2015. It was over on Northeast Martin Luther King Boulevard, but closed in 2018. Then it landed on its feet in 2019. New owners, and now it is closed again. A feel- co-owner declined to comment on why. I just feel like if, if you're the in a city of Portland size, if you're the only one doing something, you might ask yourself the question, there a, re- a valid reason behind that hey if you believe man if you believe but it doesn't seem that it's um it's been that great of an idea no but like i said seven lives left so let's we'll see if it pops up again with another owner i'm looking here at the photos and for seems, instance it's seems, a coffee shop yes, right? it's very very small yeah it's a little cafe yeah and then there's just like the cats aren't like intermingling with people so look, there's like a wall of like where you can go dump your cat oh okay who's carrying around their cat that's probably the uh Health and safety. Yeah, they're they're the ones that say that you got to. Can I ask the question now? Not being a cat guy, do you just carry around your cat? Is that a is that a thing? I'm allergic. Don't ask me. Like I, I see people out and about amongst the city, and I don't see many people just carrying like the cat and a yeah, baby Bjorn. Purrington's looks pretty nice in one of the pictures that I'm looking at. But hey, look, if you don't have good coffee, no one cares. That's Val- what it's about. It's a valid point. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. There's your bonus news from your noted newsman. Hot Purrington's Cat Lounge. Yeah, somebody said they adopt out the cats. Oh, okay. They do that with puppies, too. There's a beer place that had was like a dog rescue. That's actually a good idea. Get me all liquored up. Yeah. Get you beer. You can watch the dogs play around, and then you pick one. If you catch me a couple drinks in, and you got an adorable little uh, pup, you, you it's, it's a hell of a game plan. That one I thought was in Beaverton. I don't know if it's still open. They doing that over like the. It was, it was like, called Ruffington. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. They have like the because like the like the yellow lab place. There's a couple dog places around. Lucky here. lab. Lucky lab. Yeah, that one you can just bring your dog, yeah. but only out back. I have seen some dop, uh, some adoption agencies though, like show up specifically at bars and bar events because they're like, well, these people are gonna think these dogs are awesome. They'll take one home. Yeah. 
pretty smart. Every now and then by the uh, new seasons, it's not sanctioned because they, they kind of have to go away from the front. But people go and uh, they just set up the little like play pens. And pe- I think it's just like some lady that end up with like extra puppies. That happens from time to time. And they go quick. You so, know, they, they slap them up there for like 50 bucks and people are, you know, you get a lot of emotional people coming out of a new seasons and, you know, <laughs> just get right. someone in the right moment because yeah. of the prices. <laughs> exactly. You just spent $37 on some soap, and you're like, well, I guess I'll take a puppy. Is this puppy organic, too? I guess I'll take it. Uh, now we're getting our roving reporters who are telling us uh, we know nothing about Purrington. So you don't take your cat there. You just go there to look at the adopted or look at the cats that you could possibly adopt. Okay. So you have a cup of coffee, and you go, I like that one. <laughs> and that's what you do. So I can't bring my cat. I don't think so. Hmm. It's uh, Not according to our roving reporters <laughs> out there. who They cover everything. They, they know what's up. All right. Um, coming up next. Ah, it's already 5 o'clock. Yes. Conveniently, it is time for the hot 5 at 5. Isaac's got, blah, 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 blah. Isaac is exactly right. It is time for the hot 5 at 5. We will do that next on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 